All right. Take your Bibles, if you would. Psalm 61 this morning. Psalm 61. And uh, I just got a simple little thought on my heart. Uh, just seemed like I could not get away from this this week. And uh, I don't know why the Lord's got it on my heart the way that he does. Uh, but I do know this. It's something we all deal with. Now, I'll be honest with you. I've racked my brain. Uh, I know I've preached out of this before, but I don't know if I've preached it here or not. Uh, but if I have, you just indulge me. Well, it'll do us well to hear it again. Psalm 61. I'd love to read the whole psalm to you, just eight verses. Then I just want to show you a few things, and we'll go to the house, all right? Psalm 61. When you find your places, stand with me if you can in Abel. Honor and reverence to the reading of the word of the Lord. Psalm 61, verse number one. The Bible said, Hear my cry, O God. Tend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Thou hast been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever, or prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Now, look, let me verse 1 and 2 quickly. That'll be our text. The Bible said, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee, watch this next little phrase, when my heart is overwhelmed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I sure do love you this morning. Lord, I'm thankful for the privilege of the honor to be back in your house once again. Lord, I'm thankful for those that have made their way out today. Lord, I realize and I'm aware that we'll never meet just exactly like this again on this side of eternity. And Lord, I realize that you've come by for a reason. Lord, we thank you for what we felt already. Lord, I realize there's a reason, there's a purpose this morning for you to place this message on my heart. Lord, I pray you'd help your people. Lord, if there's be one discouraged, would you encourage your heart? Lord, if there be one walking a far distance away, would you draw them close to you once again? Then, Lord, I pray most of all, if there'd be one in the midst today lost, or none without you. Lord, I pray you'd speak of their hearts from the realness of dying. Going to hell without you, Lord, I pray you'd save them for everlasting too late. We'll be careful this morning to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, for we ask it in Jesus' name and for sake, amen and amen. You be seated. Thank you for standing with me this morning. Now, the Bible said in verse number one, hear my cry, O God. Now, attend unto my prayer, verse two, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Now, uh, if the Lord help me just a few minutes this morning, I won't preach on this song. Uh, what to do when you're overwhelmed. Now, that's what the psalmist said. He said, well, I will cry unto thee when my heart uh, is overwhelmed. Now, you may be here this morning everything going pretty good, but uh, if you've lived any length of time at all, there's been a time you've been overwhelmed. Uh, we've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We say sometimes, and uh, I've heard it often said that God will not put more on you uh, 
have than what you can bear. You'll not find that in Scripture, by the way. Uh, uh, there's very little we can bear on our own. There's times uh, uh, that we just get overwhelmed. Brother Kenny was talking about uh, this morning, talking about putting that tin up yesterday, and he said there was some things, uh, uh, some poles to some poles that uh, uh, he couldn't pick out, and he'd have to get uh, uh, Hayden or Noel, whichever one it was, come get it. Uh, uh, what happened was he's overwhelmed. It was more uh, uh, than he could bear. The truth of the matter is this morning, uh, how the Bible tells the book of Job that man, woman, woman is few days and full of trouble. That uh, uh, there's all been some times in our lives that uh, uh, we found ourselves sitting somewhere with our head in our hands, uh, uh, saying, "Oh God, what are we going to do now?" Uh, I mean, overwhelmed by such circumstances that uh, uh, situations in our life, uh, uh, whether that be in relationships, uh, uh, financial troubles, uh, health problems, uh, whatever the case may be, emotional or mental issues, uh, uh, whatever the battle, whatever the struggle there are, uh, sometimes that we all uh, uh, find ourselves overwhelmed. And here uh, in Psalm 61, we find David, uh, uh, the great psalmist of Israel. Uh, I mean, he's wrote psalms where he was rejoicing. Uh, he's wrote psalms of peace and joy and comfort. But now, here in Psalm 61, didn't that right? Isn't that how our life goes? It's not, thank God I'm not coming by this morning trying to give you a sad story and say that uh, our life is all woe and misery. Absolutely not. Uh, I believe as Kurt and Kenny sings that song, I can't get it in my mind, but that one part says that he's made the good times far outweigh the bad. And, uh, I mean, it's been a joy to be saved, but John, there are sometimes we get overwhelmed. You overwhelm yourself sometimes with good things, isn't that right? I, how many things can be so be going so good? You find yourself overwhelmed. That as a thing today, I'm not asking for a pity party. I'm not doing that at all. But as a thing today, on the way up here, I, I, I'm getting more phone calls, John, to go preach than I reckon I ever have, and I'm tickled about that. That thrills my heart. But I thought between that and everything else I got going on and pastoring, and there's been several funerals. I'm just about to find myself overwhelmed. Uh, uh, it's just about more than I can bear. Uh, it seems like, Lydia, by the time I get one service done, I better get started on the next. Because uh, they're quickly coming. Uh, uh, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, uh, but you find yourself overwhelmed sometimes. Yeah, question is, what do we do? If we're all going to find ourselves at times overwhelmed, what is it that we do when we find ourselves there? One old preacher said it like this. He said, you're either, right now, you're either coming out of a battle, you're going into a battle, or you're in a battle right now. Isn't that right? So there's all going to be a time somewhere uh, if the Lord does not come back and we live, there'll be a time that every one of us uh, will find ourselves overwhelmed with something. I'd say if we'd really be honest this morning, if we'd really be honest but with each other, there's more of us this morning that are overwhelmed with circumstances and situations and whatever the case may be, whether it's uh, at your job or whether it's something in the church or uh, once again a relationship or health or whatever the case may be. I, I know Shirley, I'm not trying to pick on her, but I know she's worried about this procedure tomorrow. She's worried about uh, what they'll find. And uh, you find yourself overwhelmed about something 
like that. Uh, almost the police is more than you can bear. Uh, if we all going to find ourselves there, uh, I want to know what it is that we do uh, when we're overwhelmed. Now the Bible said concerning uh, David, the Bible said that David was a man after God's own heart. So uh, I believe David might can give us some insight. Uh, if he's overwhelmed in verse 2, uh, I believe he can give us some insight as to what we ought to do uh, uh, when we find ourselves overwhelmed. Let's look at a few things uh, quickly this morning. Those women, verse 1 and 2, David said, Hear my cry, O God, attending to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry to thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock uh, that is higher than I. Now, I promise this morning, I'm not going to give you anything deep. Uh, I'm not going to give you anything new, but uh, I believe it would be a help to us if we'll take it and apply it uh, in our heart and life. Can I say this? Uh, uh, the first thing you ought to do if you're overwhelmed this morning, uh, you ought to just talk to him. Yeah. All right? Just simply talk to it. Now, I may not understand what you're overwhelmed by. I, I may not understand. I may not uh, be able to comprehend and know what it is that you need. But uh, aren't you glad we've got a high priest that is touched uh, with the feeling of high infirmities? Uh, he understands this morning. And uh, the first thing David said was, uh, Hear my cry. What he was saying was, Lord, uh, I'm going to cry out to you. I'm going to talk to you. Uh, I need you to hear me. Isn't that right? Uh, he said, hear my cry. Oh, God. Uh, uh, boy, I love to go through the Psalms and find that little phrase, oh, God. I mean, it's a, a sense of urgency. Uh, have you ever been there? Have you ever been so overwhelmed in your life uh, uh, that you didn't even know hardly what to say? Uh, I mean, couldn't even hardly put it in the words. Uh, and you'd find yourself maybe at the uh, dining room table or wherever the case may be, uh, uh, your hands and your, your head and your hands, uh, and all you could do is in your heart and in your soul, uh, uh, just moan out, oh God, uh, I mean, didn't even know Kirk how to put it in the words, uh, uh, what it was he's facing and dealing with, uh, it done become too big, you've been overwhelmed by your circumstances, uh, and David said, hear my cry, oh God, uh, I mean, he said, I'm crying out, oh God, it's Urgent. Uh, he realizes that God must hear him. Uh, uh, notice what else the Bible said here, my cry, oh God, attend unto my prayer. I will say this. You and I, I've been guilty of it. I, I said it just the other day, because where I try to catch myself and keep from saying this, but uh, it's just habit, I guess, but we're all guilty of doing it. I know I am. I was talking to an individual the other day, and I said, well, what did the doctor say? And they told me, and I said, well, <clears throat> they said they sent me to another doctor and I said well what did he say and they told me and I, I, I we sat there and talked for a while back and forth about the situation and here's what I said I finally looked at him and I said all we can do now is just pray if we're not careful that's our mentality as a last resort that's all we can do now is just pray one writer said it like this concerning prayer he said prayer is the method that moves the very hand of God 
That's not all we can do. That's a privilege to be able to do. Right. right. I mean, prayer, we look at it as something that when everything else fails, well, let's pray. But prayer moves the very hand of God. Uh, the Bible said in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 40, that God uh, measures out the waters in the palm of his hand. Uh, and prayer moves that very hand. Uh, that's not all we can do. Uh, that's what we should have done from the get-go. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, and so the David said, Attend uh, unto my prayer. Can I tell you something this morning? I know it sounds simple, uh, but if you're here today and you say, Preacher, I'm overwhelmed, uh, just talk to him this morning. Uh, just pray. Just pour your heart out to him. Uh, I, I remember one time, I won't tell you the circumstance, it's not my uh, story to tell, but Brother Brett Graham uh, was uh, going through probably the darkest time in his life. Uh, hey, if I told you the circumstances, you wouldn't hardly believe it. Uh, uh, he called me one day and uh, I mean he's just miserable I mean fighting depression and I mean it was a dark dark time in his life and uh, we'd go to meetings and stuff and he'd put on a good face and act like he always did but he called me one day uh, and we talked for several hours and he told me he said Pancho I'm not well uh, I mean I'm in a bad bad way and uh, he called me a few days later and he said uh, you won't believe how much better I feel and I said well what changed uh, he said I finally just got down before the Lord uh, and ripped my heart open uh, and the things that I really didn't even want him to know I was feeling uh, I finally just realized he knew it anyway uh, and when I just told him and talked to him uh, he said I feel so much better uh, I'm telling you do not underestimate uh, the power uh, of just talking to him this morning. Isn't that right? Oh, what good is a friend that sits closer than a brother if we can't go to him and talk to him? Isn't that right? I was sent in my prayer, from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Now, I will say something this morning. David's overwhelmed. He said, from the end of the earth, I'll cry unto thee. Twice now, he's told the Lord he's going to cry to him. But then he says, lead me to the rock that's higher than I, and I won't say, I won't make a statement. When it comes to prayer, when it comes to talking to him, if we're not careful, we'll try to over-spiritualize this thing. We'll get to the point where we feel like that all we can do is say, well, Lord, just let your will be done. I understand, I understand that his will needs to be done. That ought to be our desire. But can I tell you something? There is nothing wrong this morning with you tell the Lord what it is you want him to do. You know that? Sometimes... It almost seems like it's some kind of, uh, some kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, a covert thing or something where we have to go to him and say, Lord, I, here's what's going on, but we never do tell him what we want. But we never do seem like our prayers answered. Well, mate, David said, Lord, here's what I need. I need you to lead me to a rock that's higher than I am. I need, I'm overwhelmed. I feel like I'm sinking. I feel like everything's being dumped in on me. I need you to take me to a rock that's higher than I am. Lift me up above all the circumstances. Lift me up above the situation. He never did ask the Lord to take away the circumstance. Never did ask the Lord to take away the situation. But he did say, Lord, I need you to lift me up above all that. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong this morning when you talk to it. Just be open with it. Can I tell you something? Whatever it is you're struggling with, whatever it is you're overwhelmed, he knows. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Now listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Let's just use marriage for an instance. If I went home this week, my marriage just absolutely <laughs> fell apart. 
I may also, it's in our nature. It is mine. Maybe it's not yours, but it is mine. It's in my nature. I wouldn't want anybody to know that. I'd want to do my very best. Uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, uh, I went me and my wife one time uh, was having a discussion, and uh, well, I guess we was arguing. Ain't no use trying to make it sound good. I guess we was arguing, and I mean, it got pretty heated. It's been several years ago. Uh, in fact, I was at the first church I was pastoring, and I told her, I said, uh, I said, well, I, maybe I ought to just call the deacons. And I, I wasn't being ugly. I wasn't trying to be funny. I said, but if, if our marriage is in this shape, maybe I ought not go, maybe I ought not go Sunday or talk to them uh, before we get there. Now, now somebody's looking at me like you think I'm awful, but I'm just being honest. And I'd say, some of you've been there too, if you'd be real honest. And uh, you say, preacher, well, well, we worked it out. But that's a hard thing for me to do to have someone have to call and uh, be able to do this. And we worked it out without even that getting there. But can I tell you something? I, I, I tried my very best to cover that up and I wouldn't want nobody to know and I wouldn't advertise that. Can I tell you, I, I know one that already knows it anyway. All right. It might be embarrassing for me to come and have to call the deacons and say, listen, uh, here's what's going on in my marriage, but the Lord already knows anyway. Aren't you glad there's somebody you can go talk to? Uh, it embarrasses me. I'll be honest. I'm just being honest. It would embarrass me if I did not have the money, Kirk, to put food on the table for my family. That'd be a hard thing for me to do. Uh, over the years, me and my wife have struggled uh, financially, especially when I went out with seizures. And me and Kirk, we just talking about this other night. My mom and daddy never knew. Her mom and daddy never knew. Uh, as far as I know, nobody ever knew. Uh, we'd just try our best to make it work. And we'd do with that because it was hard for me to go tell somebody. That was embarrassing uh, for me to go have to say I don't have the money uh, to buy diapers and I don't have the money to buy supper and I, I don't have the money to do this and that. But can I say there was one that already knew. Uh, I could rip my heart open to him uh, because he already knew. Isn't that right? There may be times when things go on physically that <clears throat> you really just don't want other people to know. But can I say the Lord already knows. You can talk to him. When nobody else can talk, you can talk to who? You can talk to him. Uh, I, I said the other night over at James Collins' church up at Westview, I got three of the best deacons that's ever, that's ever been deacons. I believe that. I, I stand by that and I'm thankful for it. But there could come a time that I couldn't go to the deacons. All right? Could be a time that I couldn't go and seek their counsel. Could come a time something was going on between me and those deacons. I hope not, but it's possible. And Kirk, if that happened, I'd still have somebody I could go talk to. That right? Oh, don't underestimate the fact that you can go talk to them this morning. Now, I want to say something quickly. You know what's sad about that? I, I'm preaching mostly to the church. I know that, but I want to say this just real quick. You know what's sad about that? The Bible said if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. That right? yeah. What that tells me, hey, he won't hear a lost man. Yeah. Yeah. Lost man can pray about his situations and pray about his circumstances, pray about his pray about the fact that he's overwhelmed. So many, I've talked to so many lost people, never been saved. They'll say, preacher, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and the Lord has not answered my prayer. Well, you're not one of his. All right. All right. All right? The only prayer the Lord hears a lost man prayer of repentance. All right. That right? Yes, sir. Oh, what a sad thing. Aren't you glad if you're saved this morning? Aren't you glad you've got somebody you can talk to? And if you're lost this morning, you've got somebody that'd love to talk to you. If you just accept him. Isn't that right? 
Number one, if you want to do if you're overwhelmed, you better talk to him. Number two, I'm going to say this, you better tabernacle with him. Watch what your Bible said, verse 3. I'm hurting. Verse 3, the Bible said, For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Verse 4, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I'll trust in the covert of thy wings, say Now you say, Preacher, what do you mean by you better tabernacle with him? Now I will tell you, I'm not being ugly, I'm just going to be honest. Now I'm moving on. Over the years, I've seen people get overwhelmed in their marriages, financially, uh, with their with their mental well-being, with their uh, uh, with their health, whatever the case may be. They get overwhelmed. They get in these states of, of being overwhelmed, and for some reason, their answer to that is to get out of church. Now, don't look at me like that. You know, you know I'm telling you the truth. Their answer to that, they're overwhelmed. There's more on them than they can bear. And for whatever reason, they decide that's the time they need to walk away and get out of church. Here's what David said in verse 2. David said, Lord, I'll cry out to thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Verse 4, he said, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. What he said was this. If I stay overwhelmed... I'm going to tabernacle with you. The word tabernacle means a dwelling place. Tabernacle means that it's a place where we can come together with God. That is the local church in this dispensation. This is the place that God meets with his people. I understand he meet with you at home or in the car, but this is a place set aside where we can come together and be around God's people and meet and worship with the Lord. Had David said, whether I stay overwhelmed or whether I don't, I will abide in thy Tabernacle, isn't that right? Can I tell you something? You say, preacher, I'm overwhelmed. <coughs> whatever situation, whatever circumstance it may be, you know I don't have to hit what exactly what you're dealing with. You're, you're thinking about something right now. If that's the case, and can I say this? Listen to me. The solution to that is not to go to church less. You ought to be going every chance that you get. Uh, uh, amen. That's right. Because I'll tell you this. Uh, you'll not find encouragement watching the news. And right. you'll not find, Kenny talked about this morning a little bit, about picking about watching days of your lives. Uh, you'll not find encouragement. That'll not uplift you to watch right. days of our lives. Somebody would hit me right there. God, help. Uh, I'm telling you, that's not encouraging. That's not helpful. Uh, uh, that'll bring you down. I mean, my soul. It's sad to watch somebody die. And they've died 1,500 times. Uh, I mean, God, help. That's depressing. Uh, I mean, that's a roller coaster. Uh, but can I say, there's been some times I've been overwhelmed. Uh, had coming to the house of God so overwhelmed. And uh, us so discouraged, us so defeated. Uh, I couldn't hardly stand it. Nobody knew. Uh, Nobody understood. Nobody even had any inkling of the idea that I was. But God would send just exactly what I needed. How to get some help and some encouragement. How to get feel some of the weight get lifted off. I'm telling you, just tabernacle with Him this morning. Just dwell with Him. Stay around the things of God just as much as you possibly, possibly can. Watch this, I'm hurrying. So we see we talk to him. We see we ought to tabernacle with him. Then we'll say this. He said, Preacher, what if I'm overwhelmed? You better trust him this morning. Now, when you get overwhelmed, your mind to do all kinds of things. 
you never thought it would. You'll think things you wouldn't normally think. You'll, uh, you'll, your, your mind will take you places you normally wouldn't go. When you're overwhelmed, I mean, you're, you feel like everything is going against you. When you get to that place, I'll tell you what you better do. You better realize you can't. Uh, I'm just being honest. There's times where I don't, I don't mean this. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm not speaking ill of my wife. But I'm telling you, Nancy, I've been so overwhelmed that I, 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 I that even in my mind, things have gotten so bad. I didn't know if I'd trust Kevin or not. Boy, it's getting quiet. I mean, it's been so bad, John. I didn't know if I could trust my pastor or not. Best about, I don't know if I trust my parents or not. When I was having seizures, they put me on that medicine, and Earl and Lydia know a little bit about this. Sarah went on some of the same medicine I did, but they put me on one. You talk about depression. I mean, it brought on serious, serious depression. And I remember one night, I very few things I remember during that time. It's almost like about a year and a half of my life's just gone. I don't remember it all. But I remember one night, my mom and daddy came in down there, woke me up. I was laying on a bed of sleep. Kendra was down there. And they woke me up. And when I woke up, I don't know why, but in my mind, it was so real. And I was convinced, I was convinced, convinced, convinced that, that Kendra and my mama and my daddy uh, had gave me something uh, and they, they had caused all this uh, and it was just a big conspiracy theory uh, I've been honest you could not convince me otherwise of it and I told them so hey, you say preacher you're crazy ain't you maybe I'm being too transparent but I'm just being honest but you know what I found out that time Chris I don't know if I trust my mama I don't know if I trust my daddy I don't know if I trust my wife but I did have enough sense to know I could trust the Lord all right. So, so preacher, what you have to do? I just had to take it to him. I finally just had to get to the place where I said, Lord, I don't understand why all this is happening. I don't know. I mean, I'd sit around, John, I'd think, am I ever going to be able to hold my little baby? Am I ever going to be able to drive him somewhere? They took my license. I couldn't even drive. I thought, am I ever going to be able to drive him somewhere? What if Kendra goes to work? Had something happens to him, I wouldn't even be able to take him to the hospital. I mean, it'd just be awful. And I finally just had to get to the place where I said, Lord, I don't understand why you're letting this be go through this. And I don't know why. I'm facing it, but I'm just going to trust you. Isn't that right? Yeah. You better trust him. Right. Watch what David said. Watch what your Bible said quickly. And I'm hearing verse 4. Bible said this, I'll buy thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. Now, David says he's going to stay in the tabernacle. He's going to buy in the tabernacle forever. Then he says, I'll trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. That word Selah is a musical reference. It's a Almost a, it's a musical note. If you want to know it, it's a musical rest. The Psalms, book of Psalms, is the Hebrew songs. That word say love would be like coming upon a rest in the hymn book. It means to pause. It means to rest. It means to stop. And In fact, what it really means is to pause, to rest, or to stop, and to reflect about what you had just said. So what David was saying is this, I'll dwell in thy tabernacle forever. I'll trust in the covert of thy wings, Selah. What he's saying is stop, rest, and reflect on what you just said. So as David's right, and he stops, and he rests, and he reflects about that, the last thing he said was, I'll trust in the covert of thy wings. Now, in verse 5, 
things take a turn in Psalm 61. Watch what the Bible said. After this, this rest, this Selah, things change. Watch what your Bible said. Verse 5, For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Hang on a minute. Up to this point, David said, Hear my cry, O God, in verse 1. Attend unto my prayer. What he's saying is, Lord, I don't think you are. I'm asking you to. Isn't that right? Verse 1, he said, Lord, I don't know if you hear me or not, so hear my prayer. Hear my cry. Lord, I don't know if you are or not, so please be attentive to my prayer. I don't know if you're listening, so I'm begging you, hear my cry and attend to my prayer. But after David said in verse 4, I'll trust, look over to thy wings, and paused and rested and reflected. In verse 5, watch what he said. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. You know what David stopped and realized? When he started talking about this trust, he stopped for a moment. Now he's overwhelmed, and he's not thinking right. We've got to establish that. You get overwhelmed, you don't think like you usually do. But when he reflected, and he rested, and he stopped, and he thought about it, about the trust that he had for God, verse 5, he said, you've heard everything else I've ever said. Thou hast heard my vows. Isn't that right? David's starting to realize, if you've heard me every other time, surely you hear me now. Isn't that right? God is not interested while faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. While we understand that, God is not necessarily for the child of God expecting blind faith this morning. If you stop and think, now it may be a circumstance you've never been through. You may be more overwhelmed than you've ever been, but you can stop and think about the fact that God has always been faithful. He's heard every other prayer you've prayed. He's been faithful to hear and answer your prayers. What may makes it different this time. Isn't that right? Watch what he said. <laughs> thou hast, thou, oh God, hast heard, my, hast heard my vows. Verse 5. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. David said, you know what David said? Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. You know what David was saying? Look at where I come from and where I am now. Is that right? Now listen, I don't know what you're facing this morning. But what a heritage that we've been given. We, you go down, if you get off on exit 85 uh, uh, of 77, get on CC Camp. When you get off the exit, let's see, come from this way, I guess you'd take a left. Is that right? Take a left, go out there and turn on to uh, whatever the name of the Friendship uh, Speedway. Like you went out there to the racetrack, go out there a little ways, you turn right on Park Road. If you go all the way to the end of that, that's my great-grandpa's farm. I went down there the other day, and I was, uh, I was looking around, and a fella pulled up, and uh, I, I was looking around all the barns, and I, I was telling the, the guy that was with me, I said, my great-great-grandpa built that house, and uh, my great-grandpa built that house, and that's where he raised his family, and he did have a big white house up here on this hill, and that's it burnt down, and I was telling him all about the acres and where it was at and all that, and here's what he said. He said, you're proud of your heritage. All right? Now, listen, that's what I'm going to say. Bible said, Bible teaches us that we've been made heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. That's our heritage. What David was saying was, he was saying, I used to just be an old shepherd boy out tending the sheep, but look where I am now. Is that right? You get to think about where you used to be and realize that now you're an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. Yeah. David said, you've heard every time I've ever cried to you before. 
And look at where you brought me from where I used to be. They said, I just trust you. They're right. You have to look about all that God has done. And starts, you start realizing that even when you're overwhelmed, you can just trust him. Watch what he said. Now, he talks about, in verse 5, he talks about things that he has done. Now, in verse 6, watch what he said. Thou wilt. That's future tense. David says, Lord, you've heard everything I've ever said before, and look where you brought me from where I used to be. That's all past. Now he says, thou wilt, in verse 6, prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. Can I say this? David said, I'm not going to trust you for what you did yesterday, but I'm, just going, I'm not just going to trust you for what you're going to do today in this situation I am now. But David said, thou wilt prolong the king's life. For many generations. He said, trusted him for his future as well. Verse 7. He shall, that's future, abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. Here's what David said. Now watch it together with me. For thou, O God, verse 5, has heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. That's past tense. Verse 6, thou wilt, future tense, prolong the king's life and his years, as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth, which may, future tense, preserve him. Here's what David said. I've been faithful in the past, and I'm trusting you for the future. But right there at the end of verse 7, I believe it is, David said, prepare mercy and truth that it may preserve him. He's talking to himself in the third, about himself in the third person, referring to him as the king. He's remembering he used to be a shepherd boy, but now God has made him a king. And he, when he realizes that, he starts referring to himself as the king and says, prepare mercy and truth that thou mayest preserve him. Here's what David's really saying. Lord, I trust you because what you did yesterday. And I'm trusting you for tomorrow. But right now, I need something to preserve me to get me tomorrow. Yeah. Kenny's talking about planting his garden a few minutes ago over there in Sunday school. When that, when those, when those green beans and all those things come up, you know what you'll do? You'll take them and you'll, you'll pick those beans, you'll string them, you'll break them, and you'll can them. Typically, is what you'll do. When you can those, what you're doing, you're preserving them. You're keeping them. And they're not ready to be used just yet. And you're yeah. keeping them in those state, in that same state until you're ready to go down wherever you got them and take one off the shelf to a couple jars and take them back in the house and you'll cook those beans. And they'll be just as good, Kirk, as the day you pick them because they've been preserved. Here's what David was saying. Lord, right now I'm overwhelmed. And I trust you because of yesterday. And I'm trusting you for tomorrow. But I need something now just to preserve me. That right? Yeah. Oh, can I say, you better talk to him. You better tabernacle with him. Then just trust him. He's always been faithful. Never has failed. You better trust him this morning. Then I want you to know swim in verse 8, and I'm done. Let me see it, Jessica. Verse number 8, Bible said, So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. Lastly, and I'm done this morning. You say, preacher, what do I do if I'm overwhelmed? You better talk to him. You better tabernacle with him. You better trust him. Then I'm going to say this. Just go ahead and thank him. Yeah. Yeah. That right? Yeah. David's still overwhelmed. We don't see anywhere in Psalm 61 where God comes through and fixes everything. But David said, I'll just sing praise to you anyway. That right? Yeah. Can I tell you something? Now listen to me. I'm not trying to be ugly. 
we, 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 we made this thing complicated sometimes. Now, there's a difference between just putting on a show and trying to feed your flesh and trying to make yourself look good. But I'm telling you, God does not have to move through in an unbelievable supernatural manner in order for you to praise him. You know that? Did you know that God does not have to come knock you over the head for you to praise him? Now, I agree we don't want to put on a show. I agree you can do it in the flesh. I've seen that and you have too. But I'm telling you, the Bible said let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Isn't that right? You get to think about how good he's been to you. You get to thinking about the fact he saved you and where you used to be and where you are now. Get to thinking about how he's always been faithful and how he's heard your prayers. And maybe your heart is overwhelmed. I'll tell you what your conclusion will be. Your conclusion will be just like Dave. You'll say, Lord, I'm just going to go ahead and praise you anyway. I'm just going to go ahead and thank you anyway. I'm just going to go ahead and sing praise uh, unto you anyway because you're worthy uh, and you've been faithful and you've been true. Uh, and I'm just going to praise you anyhow. Isn't that right? We've took this thing and made it. And I, boy, I like it too. Boy, I, I'm thankful. Kenny's talking this morning about what it is that keeps things from getting blown out. Well, I'll tell you what I think it is to a certain extent. I think we've took this thing and made it to the fact that we think that God has to come by. And it's got to be one of them where God's just a moving and God's a working for anybody to say anything or do anything. And that's good finding. I love those services. That's great services. But I'll tell you sometimes how those services start. Somebody going through the deepest, darkest valley of their life, completely overwhelmed. And they get up and say, I'm just going to praise him anyhow. That right? God so honors that commitment. God so honors that mindset that sometimes that'll be the very thing that'll bring the presence of God. And all of a sudden you're in one of those mind-blowing services because somebody, despite their circumstance and despite what they're going through and despite the fact they're overwhelmed, uh, they stand up and say, I just want to praise him anyhow. I, I believe it's up here. I might be wrong. Brother Tom, I used to tell the story when he's a preacher. I've heard him tell it several times. I, I want to say maybe Jack. Anderson, but I might be wrong, but whoever it was had been preaching revival and every week, I think, or maybe every night, I don't remember, but maybe every week he'd come out early and uh, he'd have a flat tire and uh, said that finally, uh, one night I think he's preaching up here and he'd come out and uh, Thomas said he went outside the church and he's out there just to shout, I mean just cutting a shine and Thomas said, what in the world are you shouting for? And he said, he said what's wrong? And he said, I, I've got a flat tire and Thomas said, what are you shouting for? And he said, praise God, uh, it's not all four of them. Isn't that right? And I, I mean, listen, sometimes the best thing to do uh, when you're overwhelmed, just realize that uh, he's been too good to you to mope and barely ache. And uh, sometimes the best thing to do is just praise him anyhow. Uh, and David said that in verse 8. Uh, uh, the Bible said, So will I sing praise unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. Uh, what David was saying is this. Uh, if I stay overwhelmed, I'm going to praise you. Uh, and if you come through like you have every other time, uh, I'm going to praise you then too. Uh, but I'll praise you. I'll sing praise under thy name uh, forever. Isn't that right? That I may daily perform my vows. That what David was saying was this. The only way I'll be able to do what I'm supposed to do is if I get my eyes off my circumstance, get my eyes off my situation, Get my mind and my heart. Now watch what, now we talk about fire in your heart. Watch what the Bible said in verse 2. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed. Is that right? Yeah. Sometimes you can't praise him because you don't feel like it. 
David didn't feel like praising him. His, yeah. his heart was overwhelmed. David said, I'm just going to praise you anyhow. Yeah. What he was saying was, so that I may daily perform my vows. He said, I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do if I don't get my heart and my mind off of my circumstances and off of my situation and off of my, the fact that I'm overwhelmed. So David said, all I know to do is uh, I'm going to look to something. God, help me. Uh, I'm just going to start looking at somebody that's bigger than my circumstances. Uh, and look at somebody that's bigger than my situation. Uh, and look at somebody that's bigger than the fact that I'm overwhelmed. Uh, and when he did that, his heart changed and his mind changed uh, and his tongue changed uh, and he said I will sing praises under thy name uh, forever. Isn't that right? right. So preacher what do I do if I'm overwhelmed? Tell you what you better do. You better talk to him. You better, you better tabernacle with him. You better trust him. Then you better just go ahead and thank him. Isn't that right? Oh David the Bible said was a man after God's own Heart. Now, I'd love to tell you, I, I, it's too late now for me to do it, but I, maybe one day we'll look at it again, and I'll show you what was going on in David's life when he wrote Psalm 61. But I won't say this. There's sometimes we'll bring that upon ourselves, the fact that we're overwhelmed. Yeah. But despite what's going on, that's what to do when you're overwhelmed. Talk to him. Talk to him. Sometimes we talk to everybody else too much. Just talk to him about it. Is that right? Yeah tabernacle with him. Spend as much time with him as he can. Trust him. And just go ahead and thank him anyways. Let's stand to our feet all across the building. Get the musicians, they will come get a song of invitation.